Theologian Karl Rahner describes dust, dust, plain old dust. Housewives love it, don't they? He talks about dust as a symbol of nothingness. And this is what he says, quote, Dust, truly a splendid symbol. Dust, this is the image of the commonplace. There is always more than enough of it. One fleck is as good as the next. Dust is the image of anonymity. One fleck is like the next and all are nameless. It is the symbol of indifference. What does it matter whether, whether it is this dust or that dust? It is all the same. Dust is the symbol of nothingness because it lies around so loosely. It is easily stirred up. It blows around blindly, is stepped upon and crushed, and nobody notices. It is a nothing. We read in Genesis 2-7 that God made us out of dust. Quote, The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now, what does it mean that we were made out of the dust of the ground? It means first that we have been created out of nothing because dust is nothing and that we are kept alive constantly only by God's good gift of breath. As we read in Psalm 104, when thou takest away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created and thou renewest the face of the earth. Secondly, that we are made of dust means that we are to honor the limits of our creaturely, creatureliness by obeying God's laws and by standing before Him always in awe. We are to resist the kind of ambition which seeks to make us like God, that is, pride, for we are dust. And thirdly, how easily we forget that we are dust. We hide behind the masks of our possessions or our intellectual smartness. We forget that we're going to die. And we keep pushing aside our mortality. Forgetting that we are dust, we imagine ourselves to be more powerful and more capable than we really are. It is this forgetting that we are dust that lies behind the greed, the selfishness, the anxiety, and the brutality that drives our common life. Fourthly, we forget what God remembers. 
God never forgets that we are dust. Psalm 103.14 For He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And because God remembers our dusty creatureliness, He surrounds our dust with His massive, steadfast love. Listen to Psalm 103. We're not going to listen to it. We're going to recite it together. It's on page 4, number 1, of the white insert in the bulletin this morning from Psalm 103, verses 10 to 17. Together. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor requite us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His steadfast love toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does He remove our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear Him. For He knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon those who fear Him. So God knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. And because He remembers, He surrounds us. As this beautiful psalm says, He surrounds us with His massive, steadfast love. We are dust, but we are more than dust. We are also the image of God. And we read in Genesis 2, uh, pardon me, Genesis 1.26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He them. When Jesus became one of us, He actually became dust. Dust for us. For the great God of the universe to take on flesh and blood is exactly that. He becomes dust for us. And He did it in order to raise us from dust to the glory of God. As God took dust and breathed His breath into it to make us alive, so He breathes His Holy Spirit into us today through the sacrament of Holy Chrismation at baptism and through prayer each day 
to make us living images of God. From dust to image of God. From dust to icon of God. Because the real icon that we venerate on this Sunday of Orthodoxy is not merely the one that's made of wood, but more specifically and more especially the one engraved in the human soul by the Holy Spirit at baptism. Listen to what Mother Teresa, who's famous for her beautiful one-liners, says about the living icon of the image of God in each one of us. It's just one sentence. If we were able to see God's image in our neighbor, do you think weapons and generals would be needed? In Christ and through the Holy Spirit, the dust in us is animated. And by God's grace, we rise from dust to image of God, from dust to the likeness of God, from dust to sons and daughters of God, from dust to heirs of God's eternal kingdom, from dust to partakers of God's divine nature, sharing His glory eternally, from dust to theosis, becoming like God in Christ. Is it true then that we are dust and one day to dust we shall return? Yes, but only, only partially. The body which was made of dust will return to dust at death. But that will not be the end. For at the second coming of the Lord Jesus, He will raise this dusty body of ours. And then it will be no longer a body of dust, but a glorious heavenly body exactly like the body of Jesus after His resurrection. From dust to image of God. From dust to a heavenly body that will share in God's eternal glory. Back again to that white insert. To what's how St. Paul describes this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, same page at the bottom, the item that's marked number 2 from 1 Corinthians 15:42, where Paul talks about the body of dust and the heavenly body. Let's read it together. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a physical body. 
it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a physical body, there is also a spiritual body. The first man, Adam, was from earth, a man of dust. The second man, Christ, is from heaven. Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. From dust to dust? No. From dust to the image of God. And from dust to the likeness of God. And from dust to the resurrection of the dead. And from dust to that glorious heavenly body with whose eyes we shall be beholding the glory of God eternally. For He knows our frame. He knows it. He remembers that we are dust. And hence, He surrounds us each day with His massive steadfast love and forgiveness. But He knows also that we are more than dust. That we have been created in the image and likeness of God. And because He knows this, that we are created in the image of God, He expects us to strive for heaven. To strive for theosis. For the likeness of God for the holiness of God, for the prize of our high calling in Christ Jesus our Lord, and for the crown of righteousness. How exalted then is our image and our destiny from dust to image of God. from dust to partakers of God's glory. By God's grace. And by God's grace alone. Let us pray. Lord, a German shepherd does not have to decide whether or not it will be a German shepherd dog. It becomes one automatically. But because you have given us free will, we can decide what we will become. We can choose to become a devil, or we can choose to develop the image of God in us and become a saint. Grant, dear Lord, that we may choose sainthood through faith, obedience, and love to claim this fantastic gift that you wish to give us. Amen.